Hi, I'm Cam. And I'm Katie. And this is the Nerdbook Review. Katie and I apologize for the long, long absence between the eighth episode and the ninth episode that will be with Barry and I. But, I mean, we went on vacation, so we're not that sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was a incredible vacation. We were gone for three full weeks, and then the week before that, we had like three birthday parties we had to go to oh, for some it reason. Uh, it's it's birthday season in my family. Yes. There she, are a lot of kids. Katie has a large family. And then my grandma, it was like her 78th birthday or something yeah. like that. So, anyways, so we had three days that week that were taken up with birthdays. And then when we got back, we promptly both got sick. Well, it was also, we left Bran here. So when we got back, those first three days, we didn't want to do anything but hang out with him. Yes. And then it was 4th of July. Yep. And also we got a puppy as soon as we got back. <laughs> it's true. So now we have Pepper the Boston Terrier. Maple and, the yeah. Boston Terrier. Puppy. Puppy. <laughs> and Bran, our little muffin. So lots of food situations going on. Yes. And then... We don't, we don't have food names though. We need like food nicknames to fit in. No, We're the no only we don't. That... I'm... I think I hear a baby crying. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I'm going to pause it. Okay. All right. Sorry. We had to have a little break there. Uh... Bran tried to, he wanted to not sleep in his crib tonight. And I had a little, like, cute reading nook set up in his on the floor of his closet with pillows, and he wanted to sleep there. So we were going to let it happen. Then apparently he somehow closed the door on himself and locked himself in his closet. Oh, he was so upset. <laughs> I don't think he could get out. He's stuck. <laughs> and then he asked to get put back in his crib so yeah. he, we're gonna have to get a real bed and be adults yeah, and responsible parents <laughs> Oops. yeah so anyways we had quite the uh long delay we know it'll end up being somewhere between seven and eight weeks by the time we get the podcast with barry and i out i mean the good news is for me being the slow reader, I read three books over the break, so yeah. two of them are sequels to other ones that we've reviewed, but yes, I mean, there's no reason we can't toss those out there and maybe get a couple extras thrown in this summer. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, without further ado, the episode that you will be listening to now is I Bail Fire by Jay Jessler, and it will be recorded with just Barry and I. Yep, not me. Didn't, right. didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. All righty. Hi, I'm Cam. I'm Barry. Yay! And this is the Nerdbook Review. Today, we are going to be reviewing Balefire by Jay Jesser. It is 283 pages long, the only book in the series. <laughs> Phone's going off. Turn it off. <laughs> All right. Um, it is a self-published book that we read on Kindle. I believe that's the only place that it's available currently. So, once again, you heard that we have Barry here. Barry, how we doing? Uh, good. I'm doing pretty well, Cameron. It's good to be back. Good to be the first two-time guest. I feel honored. You should, Barry. You should. So, uh, Barry here, he's also probably pretty excited. Uh, one more day of teaching, and then you have summer off, huh? Summer off soon. Yes, sir. <laughs> what, any plans for the summer? Uh, relax a little bit, actually. Nice, nice. 
So, Balefire, I guess I'll start off yeah. talking about... So, we met the author, myself and one of my friends, a while ago. We were watching the Boise State play Arizona in the Fiesta Bowl. We met the author at this location we were watching it, and he told me he's written a science fiction book. And several years later, you can do the math yourself, I read the book finally. It piqued my curiosity. I finally read the book, and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Whew. Local Idaho author. So this is this is like your locally, organically grown uh, book, not one of those books that go that you find everywhere. This is local. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it looks like at some point he uh, self-published a run of paperback copies. I couldn't uh, find a paperback copy. Still, he must have sold them all out. Uh, currently, it is available on Kindle. That's where we both read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is actually the first book I've ever read other than a paper book. Oh, I, really? Yeah. I read that. You know, I don't have a Kindle yet, so I read this on my laptop at night. Oh, nice. Well, you have an iPhone. That's what where Katie and Too I Too small read words. I can't deal with that. Well, you know, Katie makes fun of me, but I make the words really big, and so then like, it, I have to swipe like three or four times across. To, to actually equal out to one real page. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you can make it a little bit bigger. I have, like I, I've said before, I have problems reading paperback copies a lot. Mm. Like, I've got bad eyes. Mm. And so I think it's the light. You know, I really like having that light from the my phone. So let's... My phone dies too too soon. <laughs> I had to use a laptop. Yeah. There we are. So this, this got uh, Barry to read his first one. So I recorded a little deal, like, talking about how... I've got some issues with this book, but I'm not, I'm going to make sure that I'm not like just bashing the author or like specifically being like, oh, you shouldn't have, he shouldn't have even tried this. I'm not saying, I'm not going to be saying that, but technically this is not a very sound book. Like before we get into any sort of, you know, details of the book, the first 33% for me, like I just had trouble. I never got into the story at all until about 33% in because he, I don't know that he had an editor at all. Like even a, I don't know that he even showed his buddy the book and had him read it. You know what I'm saying? In terms of, there are sentences that have six commas and one run-on sentence. There's lots of passive sentences. There's a lot of like examples where he used a word that was similar. You know, when you type it out, like instead of saying ensure, e n s u r e, he used insure. You know, or uh, we are farmers. Da 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 da. And just, it took me about a third of the way in, then then it got to where, like, for about 30% of the book, I felt like maybe he had gotten an editor, or at least had someone look at it, you know, and go over it. And then it got bad again towards the end, where there was a lot more, you know, issues with the, the editing. I don't know, what did you think, Barry? There was definitely some unforced errors with the editing that was a distraction to the story at times. To me, it wasn't a terrible distraction. I, I mean, I thought, for better or worse, it was a page-turner. I was mm-hmm. interested in the story. He did a good job of getting interested in the characters. But, I mean, he could have avoided a lot of criticism from us by doing a good job of editing. The ed- I mean, I... I'd love to see him go back and edit this thing and put it out again. I'd be willing to read it again at that point and see if I had any different opinions of it, of course. Yeah, that's that's something that, I mean, I, I think you used this when we were having dinner earlier, like unforced error. There was a lot of unforced errors in this book, just with the, 
And the biggest thing for me is is the, the sentences that literally have six commas, but maybe not in the place where I felt like a comma really should have been, you know? Obviously, the guy, he, he probably wasn't an English major in college, you know, and just, I don't, I'm just trying to, like, get this in the right way without being a total jerk, you know, is just saying that, like, I think that if, if you're not, if you don't have a background in writing, it would really be helpful to go through, like, workshops and things, too, you know, because one other thing that I really found, like, that I had trouble with that took me out of the story a little bit was the dialogue I felt at times was really wooden. Um, when he's talking about the Plains people that he has, they talk kind of like an old tribal Indian from like a 1950s Western show, you know? And then there's a family in there that um, is kind of out on the their own. And I felt like they seemed like, like an Amish family that was being recorded for a documentary that they knew they were being recorded. So they were uncomfortable. So they were talking way more formal than you would think you would talk like around dinner with your, you know, just just your dad and your kids, you know? Like I don't know, what did you like? What did you think about something like that? Yeah, the dialogue wasn't it, that great. It wasn't as glaring of an error as I mean, you can get through it. You know, you well, can yeah. the fun book's still fun with uh with some of the dialogue. But like to talk about a strength of the book, we're talking about the guy's major. It wasn't English. Oh no, it, oh, I forgot it was anthropology. It was huh? anthropology. So I think that led to some strengths that this book had. It shows this guy has a passion for looking at human behavior and different... I mean, he probably has a good understanding of a lot of history about how a lot of different tribes work. And he puts a lot of that knowledge in this buoy base of this world that he creates with these this interaction that a lot of different people have. I thought that was the greatest strength of the book. Like I said, about a third of the way through, I felt like maybe it was edited, and that's where where you start to talk about like the different races and the interactions that we end up having. Mm-hmm. During that part, I even told Katie, I said, you know what, I don't know what happened here. Like if this was written at a different time, I almost would have been like, oh, this is a different author, even. Well, then that's where he's talking about the you know the different races, um, how they were different, and they are definitely different. Like they're not just cookie cutter versions of each other, you know, or they're not they don't they're not just taken from other like fantasy series, you know, it's not like he read like Tolkien or somebody and just stole what Tolkien did or, you know, like they're not the elves that, that have the pointy ears or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we have different races, you have different people that kind of... You have some different creatures in this book. It's not, there's no dragons or any other of the other animals or, well, there's a few dogs, horses, few typical farm animals, but a lot of the wild animals are these really weird, like you got these huge kind of fairy cats and you have some like monstrous like elephant type things but they're not elephants i mean it's he cre- he definitely puts a lot of work in to creating this world it's definitely been his baby for a while mm-hmm. and he did a pretty good job of like creating a world here in like what where like what time period do you feel like like medieval ish well i so this is something that confused me because at the very beginning of the book there's like you're in modern times and they find they're like, these people are trying to, they get this rat that's supposed to, like, genetically changed. And then the book gets completely different. And then I, at the very end again, they talk slightly about it. So I'm thinking that, like, what I'm supposed to think is that this is way in the future. And it's kind of like medieval tech again. But but I thought that, like, the thing that maybe they had genetically changed humans, you know, so that they became these different things. Or like genetically changed animals too, you know, so that that 
like the cats are sentient and the dogs, you know, and like different people. Like I kind of thought like the plains people were just like genetically modified humans. That's kind of what I thought, like that we just got way into the future and that's, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's what you thought. It's it's very possible. I mean, definitely says in the back of the book, you know, the the present is past, the past is future, something like that. The timeline is definitely something. This is book one. I see. I've been looking on the internet. I've seen nothing on the horizon about book two or three or however long he has planned. But there's definitely a lot. Uh, as, as soon as you're done with this book, you kind of. In my opinion, you want more. You want answers to what's going on because there's, there's all. It leaves almost every plot line open. There's nothing. I mean, I'm, I don't have to worry about spoilers because there's nothing really to spoil here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's only 283 pages long, and he, they describe a few things. Like he describes like what the hunters' their vision is and what they can and can't see, like in full detail, like six different times. Like we were gonna forget. But, like, maybe if he was trying to, like, really set it up for a longer series, then I can see more as to why, you know, they would describe the hunters can see. They don't see, like, normal vision. Otherwise, I don't know why he took six or eight of the 280 pages to at different various times to describe their There were some things he did get into a little too much. There's, I mean, basic premise of the book is the beginning and end... There's these little chapters where it feels like modern technology, like 2017, where we live in now. Somehow, like, these men with guns stealing a genetically modified rat. Most of the book is set in medieval technology. Mm -hmm. And there's some really interesting character interactions, you could say. There's... It's a society where the like the rich and powerful is women. And it's not your typical matriarchy. These women, like, they have men at their mercy. These men are subservient a lot of the times. They have to perform duties for women. And it's it's very strange that way. I mean, it's definitely I mean that that's something that would reel you in. Um, I do not recommend this book to anybody who blushes about Anything sexual, there is a lot of sexual activity the entire book. Anybody who blushes at sexual scenes, don't even try this book. There's a lot. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, I guess that one thing, the, at least the women are dominant for the most part in these, you know, sexual scenes. There's that. I think that that was kind of like the religion, like, you know, the way that happened. But my problem, I mean, even with that, though, is, is that, like, I would have liked a little bit of info on how you know we got to this point i don't know i mean maybe like you said maybe there's planning on being more books yeah 283 pages is pretty short for what well, i guess it's not for a sci-fi book really i mean it's it's on the shorter end though for sure mm-hmm. you know especially with as many characters there's a lot of characters i almost this is one problem i have with kindles or reading on a laptop i wish it was like dune where they have so many weird words so many characters i i have to use the appendix sometimes because i forget what that word means Mm -hmm. there's no appendix in this book not saying he needed to put that in but there's a lot of characters yeah and you know he does a pretty good job of explaining a lot of them there's some characters like especially near the end where you're like Wow, he's starting to expand on this character. I have no, I don't care about at all. But a lot of the characters, especially the ones that he brings in early in the book, he does a pretty good job of explaining them. Uh, a lot of the the beginning of the book, he's talking about several different families, and then near the end of like the book, they their stories are all converging. Mm-hmm. 
But it's hard to, you know, in the short of the book as it is, to have four points of view, basically, to converge, you know, in this short of a book. And even more, if you want, I think four main ones. Yeah. But, like, sometimes he near the end of the book, he starts throwing in a few other stranger ones. So there's a lot to keep up with, and... I would have liked a paper copy at this point, or maybe I'll just have to read it again to understand some of the interactions they have. But there's a lot here. This easily has the amount of characters he could have done 500, 600 pages with it. Well, yeah. Well, and an issue that I have is that that even when he's describing these people a lot, though, too, he's he's telling you like or listing off things instead of like really doing it, like really describing them. I felt like there was a lot of the whole you should show not tell you know i felt like a lot of times he just listed off like this physical traits of something or something you know when he could have when he really you could have gotten more in depth on like maybe their mindsets and you know things like that Mm -hmm. um but this is you know i i track some of that down to being an amateur author you know as opposed to like this obviously didn't ever see an editor a professional editor I'm glad that you're here giving like a good rundown of what the book is like because I just could not get into the book at all even because it didn't bother me as much. I definitely noticed it, but mm-hmm. I just try, I just kind of went with a story. I got into it and I kept rolling with it. Is it the best novel I've ever read? No, but um, it's pretty good and you know to, to if, if Jay Jesser ever listens to this podcast, you know what we're saying is we're not saying stop writing. We're saying you could do better, and like I like these characters. I like your book. You could edit it a little bit more, and I honestly want to. I want to read your even if you don't edit it. I want to read your second book. I'm curious where these characters are going, and just for any other kids out there who want to get into writing, please um, don't let harsh critics be, stand in your way of writing. You know, write, fail, get better. I mean, that's how if someone. If there was a podcast about my woodworking, I'm sure someone would say the same thing about a lot of the th- what my hobby is. And, you I know, know. Get yeah. out there and write, kids. Write. Create a world. I mean, everyone likes a good book every now and then, and we all like. We all want to hear about some new characters now and then. Yeah, but the, and the, and do go to workshops. Do things. You know. Take some creative writing classes if you're in college or if your high school happens to have creative writing classes, you know? Like, there's things that you can do. Like, I really do feel like or like the first third was written at an earlier date than the other, you know, than the, the second two-thirds of the book because I did get into the story after that first third. But if we weren't doing this for a podcast, there is zero chance that I would have read past about 20 pages. I would have put the book down after 20 pages and just been like, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I mean, Katie only made it 10 pages. I think her exact words while we were reading it, looking and sitting in bed were, DNF, did not finish, I'm done. You know, I mean, and I'm and once again, like we were talking about, this isn't a story issue for me. I, I'm not, I don't, I've read some weird stuff. Like, this isn't anywhere near the weirdest. Or, you know, like, like I said, he's an anthropology guy. He created interesting races and an interesting world. If I'm going to pay money, if this had been on Kindle Unlimited, that's another thing, you know, like where I pay 10 bucks a month for Kindle Unlimited and I love it. I read a lot of books that aren't the greatest books in the world, but I'll keep reading the series because I didn't have to pay money for it. Well, if if uh, I guess um, just take it, just look at yourself and see if you want to read this book or not. I mean, yeah. if you don't mind, if you editing errors, 
and there's plenty of them. Uh, this, I mean, I found it to be a page turner. I really did. I got into the characters. I read it fairly quickly, and it was a fun book. It's not the greatest book. It doesn't have the greatest ideas. I mean, maybe he. Had, may, I mean, I'm excited to hear what the, what he has next, though. I mean, I'm I do want to see what happens a page in book two or book three. I mean, I just. I mean, let me know, you know, I mean, I like this book enough, you know, like, I'll read it to edit it. If you like, I will do that for you. I mean, if you hear me, <laughs> I'll do it for free. Because, I mean, I, I think it'd be fun. I mean, yeah. and it's interesting. And you're, you obviously have a very interesting mind and you put interesting ideas on paper, which is hard enough in and of itself to do. I mean, I couldn't write a okay, I complain. I mean, we were complaining, but neither of us could write a book this good. It's it's a pretty, I mean, for being an amateur lookable, it's a pretty good book, I think, in a lot of ways. On the how did it make us feel thing that we always do, especially Katie and I, th- this made me feel a little bit angry, and a little bit angry at myself, too. There's a difference between trolling and just an honest assessment of what's yeah. going on here. We're just saying what we see. We're not trying to start any fights here. Yeah, but, like, I mean, I feel... Like I said, the part of me is like angry at at the author for not putting the the effort I felt like should have been put into the technical part of the book because they he has a good story and it, you know what I'm saying like that I, I feel like he shortchanged himself and me by not doing the the technical stuff you know what I'm, and so I'm trying to make sure that. You know, I'm that I'm that I'm portraying it properly, and I'm really happy that you're here and giving the the good story, you know, parts of it because mm. otherwise I kind of would feel like a little bit of a troll almost. But I just I don't get any joy out of you know being mean to people like <laughs> the way I've talked about it. Mm-hmm. Like I I expect that we're gonna be doing books that occasionally I don't like, but I'm I was was thinking that it, that you know that the first time I had a book I didn't like it was going to be because I thought the plot I just didn't care for the plot or the characters or whatever you know mm-hmm. as opposed to just being like I just can't read it hardly with the way it's put together you know mm-hmm. so anyways that was my that's my rant on that here so let's go back to the last little bit of the would we recommend it to others are you going to recommend it uh, I recommend it to people who want a quick like engaging read I do recommend this book I mean I guess him and I have different opinions yeah. on this um, but some people don't mind a few editing errors, and if you do, I mean, if you don't mind a little bit of kind of like subpar dialogue, I think it's an engaging story. It had me. I was looking forward to finishing it at work. I was thinking about coming home and reading it, and and I'd, I, I got into the characters. I The thing is, I want to know what happens next. I want the next book, and there's no sign on the horizon for the next book. I think it would be interesting to see what his... I mean, you don't even see his entire vision in this book. It's obviously he's put a lot of work into his vision. He hasn't revealed it to you yet. So it has a cliffhanger ending, and you may be waiting indefinitely, I don't know, for the next book. Tell us if you... If you have the second book, Jay Jesser, please <laughs> please let me at least read it because I'm curious about it. Yeah, and I obviously I can't recommend it. I think this does show like just when you we a lot of times the be, we just read the best authors all the time, and so you when you see something that's a little amateur, you're like, wow! It, it kind of just reveals how 
great authors, how talented they truly are. Oh, yeah. And their talents don't come out like LeBron James's talent is visible. But, like, when you read this and you read uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald a little bit, you can just see the bewildering talent that some of the best authors in history have and how hard it is to write that well, period. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, there are very few people in terms of, you know, even the percentage of people who write books who, who are able to do it for a living, that that's the only thing they have to do because they make enough money and they're good enough, you know, to just be an author. We always do also a five-star rating. Barry, what are you giving it? I'm going to give it a three and a half stars. It's not, I'm not giving it a five, like stars, my destination. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, it's a, a, maybe somewhere between three and three and a half. You know, it's a, for me, I'm kind of a Philistine, I guess. I got into the plot. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was an interesting story. It's an interesting beginning. An interesting beginning, I guess we could say in many ways. What I'm hoping, it's an interesting beginning to a great writing career, but everything has to have a beginning. Yeah. And I'm just giving it a one. I mean, I don't feel like this is a finished book. That's why I'm giving it a one star. I don't think that it's a bad story, but like, I'm not going to read into this book. If their second book comes out, like I'm not going to read it. Real quick, we should get into who would be the main audience and who shouldn't read it. Shouldn't, shouldn't. Um, I'm definitely... Uh, when you look at the cover of the book... First of all, you think the setting's in, like, northwest Spain, because, I don't know, that's where this dot is, but who knows. I mean, he, he there's one mention in the book of... I know I'm getting off topic. Um, oh, cool. One mention in the book, like, some people up north have fair skin, so maybe it's, like, these people, you can expect them to have fairly olive Mediterranean skin. There's one mention of that for the setting, but but audience, you know, the... I got off topic with a cover. Yeah, it looks like a like a young adult science fiction book when you look at the cover. When you read the book, it's so hypersexual. It's so gritty and dark in a lot of parts. I mean, there is a lot of dark parts. There's there's some definitely unhappy, tragic moments that happen in this book. I mean, I don't know if I would. I mean, I'd, maybe there there's. I'd recommend it to other man childs or or person childs out there you know they're like that i guess man child's kind of a it's kind of a sexist term i guess even though there's women that can be the same way living yeah. in their parents basement till 35 you know but people like that maybe the people who are like kind of a little bit more experienced aren't don't blush at sexuality like a good quick read like a good entertaining read um there were also the kids who got into percy jackson when they were in high school maybe i'd recommend it to them our last review i said it's definitely pg-13 and uh, like in my childhood PG-13 where, you know, there there might be one time where you see boobs. You know, that was kind of like the whole, ooh, this is PG-13. Maybe I'm going to see some boobs mm-hmm. once when you're a kid. That's not what this is. This is straight up rated R. Yeah, maybe like NC-17. Yeah, today's rated R. Depending R- on the camera angles. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you're not wanting your kid uh, to read this one for sure. Alrighty, so Barry, I want to thank you for coming today and being our first two-time guest. I'm sure you will be our first three-time guest at some point here in the future as well. Uh, anything you'd like to say? Uh, well, it's been good being here. It's like, I like being on the show and uh, hope to come here again. And uh, It's fun reading books with Cameron. Yeah, you know what? I have to say that this has been like my favorite part of doing a podcast so far is just the like reading can be a solitary thing and it can be the kind of thing that isolates you sometimes even you know especially like me when I read 
sometimes for you know two or three hours in a night i'll go to bed when i put brand to bed sometimes and just read Mm -hmm. and so it's not the kind of thing that always gets you out there with other people and doing this podcast has you know made it so that um i get to do to hang out with spend some time with friends and talk about the the books that we're reading Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. thank you no my pleasure all righty thank you all